0: Hello Hooked on Sports Nation, what's going on today? My name is John Flynn, thank you so very much for uh, coming on to listen to this podcast and this is the last Hooked on Sports episode of the second year on Hooked on Sports, so I've had a lot of fun uh, doing this podcast the last couple of years and and I'm looking forward to to more some more good times ahead when it comes to this podcast. So, so sit back, relax. We have a lot to get into. We only have one episode this week. I apologize for the inconvenience. that I had a lot of things on my plate and just didn't have time um, to record an episode. So. So we're going to cover everything this week. Today is October twenty first. It is a it is a rare sports equinox day uh, across sports. We have baseball, we have football, we have basketball, we have hockey tonight. But I'm going to get into uh, get into the week six and uh, week seven NFL picks and predictions against the spread at the end of the podcast episode. So if you to, uh, want to tune, I want to go further into the podcast uh, to. To hear my picks and predictions against the spread, you de- definitely feel free to do so. So, but we we have a lot of things to get into. We're gonna get into. Uh, I'm going to offer my official NBA predictions, and and mind mind you, the, these were the ones that I had already locked in in stone, uh, uh, before um the season tipped off on Tuesday night. So I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into. My takes on the League Championship Series across Major League Baseball. I'm gonna get into a couple of things I liked across the National Hockey League and the same old Toronto Maple Leafs, and 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 I'll get into some of the things that I saw on the NBA over the last uh, over the first couple of days of the season. So without any further ado, we're going with let's go to it, and because we have a lot to talk about, so let's get started. Okay. If I had a regular podcast episode this week, I would would have been offering my official NBA predictions. So so, so, th- so this was how I, w- I was going to uh, offer my predictions. So I, I offer the eight playoff teams in each conference. I offer who I think is going to be the league MVP, who I all think is going to be the rookie of the year, and my conference finals matchup, and the NBA finals matchup. So... Uh, I'll give you the eight teams. I, I I'll, it, it Really, it, it should be ten teams because the NBA is bringing back the playoff format. So so the six teams that have a bye uh, toward the round of 16 from the Eastern Conference. Number one, the Brooklyn Nets. Number two, the Milwaukee Bucks. Then the Atlanta Hawks. Then the Miami Heat. Then the Philadelphia 76ers. And the New York Knicks round out the top six. And then 7-10, through ten, I have the Celtics, the Pacers, the Bulls, and the Raptors rounding out the Eastern Conference. And then I have the Milwaukee Bucks taking down the Brooklyn Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals. And in the Western Conference, it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. I have the LA Lakers as the top seed in the West, followed by the Phoenix Suns, then the Utah Jazz. Then the Denver Nuggets, followed by the Los Angeles Clippers, then the Golden State Warriors. The Dallas. So uh, uh, those are the six teams I have uh, advancing to the round of uh, to, to the uh, round of sixteen, and then I have the Dallas Mavericks, the Portland Trailblazers, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the New Orleans Pelicans coming out uh, of of the playing tournament in the West, and then I have the L.A. Lakers defeating the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, and then I, I then I'll take the, the take. Uh, as my Rookie of the Year, Jalen Green. I'm going to pick uh, Kevin Durant as the MVP of the NBA. And I'll take the LA Lakers over the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals. So those are my official NBA predictions for the, for the 2021-2022 NFL season. Now, a couple of things that, that, that I saw uh, that, that I noticed. Number one. I I thought the the game last night between the Knicks and the Celtics was was just scintillating. It was so much fun. It was a, a lot of entertainment, and and I, I give the Knicks a lot of credit because because let us let, take a look at the ebb and flow of the game, right? Because the the first the first two and a half quarters, I thought the Boston Celtics were the superior team, but uh, but give give the Knicks a lot of credit that. That what Leon Rose did during the off was go out and acquire some offensive weapons like Kemba Walker, and Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier showed up and and uh, later on we'll get into him in a little bit. So, but I I just thought that the, the Knicks' offense was able to uh, to generate a, a lot of uh, a, a lot of good shots uh, shot selection. I thought they were able to uh, 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 to overcome a strong Celtics defensive effort and 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 find and find ways to and uh, to create their own shots so i I think the knicks did a really good job on that so but but here's where i think um uh, the the resiliency factor kicks in if, if if uh you know if you're the new york knicks so the knicks were up 11 they were up 10998 with Three, uh, th- with three minutes and change left in the fourth quarter, the Celtics came back and, and Grant Williams uh, drains three three pointers in the fourth quarter, and 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 these uh, th- then the the Knicks came uh al- al- almost the thought they had put the game away, but then the, the, then a lot of activity in the center of the court al- allowed Jalen Brown to hit a three pointer as time expired regulation to send the game into overtime. And then Evan Fournier drained three three pointers in in the first overtime, and and matching the Celtics' uh, strengths with um, with, with Jalen Brown delivering. Uh, Jalen Brown had forty six points, a career high, and and it's a, a franchise record for a season opening game. So I thought he was sensational last night. And another uh, reason why the Knicks' win was was such was so big last night. And and th- then the defense delivered when it matters the most, and that was w- how the Knicks were so successful last year, uh, get- getting it done on the de- on the defensive side of the court when it when it mattered the most. And I and and, and I thought, uh, I I thought uh, Julius Randall was excellent. Uh, he he had a couple of big blocks late. I thought. Uh, RJ Barrett uh, w- was really good. Uh, the uh, Evan Fournier was was a little inconsistent when it comes to the defensive side, but I th- I think um uh, but uh, so- some things I think uh, you need to clean up for the Knicks. Number one, I thought the um I think they need to utilize Mitchell Robinson a lot more. Mitchell Robinson is one of the most efficient shooters in NBA history, and he's only so, what in his fourth or fifth year in in the association, I think the Knicks need to maximize um, his his talent and maximize his, his efficiency. And he only had five field goal attempts, and by the way, he made them all. Number two, said so the 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 Knicks defense gave the Celtics a lot of open shots, particularly in the fourth quarter. That that when when Kevin Walker was trying to guard. Um, Jalen Brown. There was nobody uh, behind him, and that's how Jalen Brown was able to get that open uh, open shot and make that easy three to send the game into overtime. So, so I think the Knicks have to do a better job uh, make, make, making making other teams earn their or earn their points. Number three, I think that the Knicks need. Uh, I want to see the Knicks pass the ball a little bit more. That that. Uh, we, we we saw during the NBA Finals how the Milwaukee Bucks were able to uh, to o- overwhelm and overpower the, the the Phoenix the Phoenix Suns when uh, in other ways other than uh, than Giannis just dominating inside that that the the incredible shot selection the incredible uh a primitive uh, primitive offense that, that that that's where I think I, I want to see more improvement on for. For the Knicks perspective, and then and and then la- lastly, I think the the closeout defense is it, it, going to drive drive fans crazy if it doesn't improve. That so the Knicks, Knicks have to do a better job with um with manage with managing the time, managing the situation, and, and I just thought the Knicks um it's a. a they g- gave a lot of points away late when it when it came to uh, it, when, when it came to containing the the full court press that the Celtics employed the last three minutes of regulation so I I want to see improvements uh, on on the, those four areas for the New York Knicks going forward so so that 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 was interesting uh, it, that was good to watch uh, and, and watch the Knicks uh, I, I start the season want to know so I want to uh, a couple of other things around the NBA I wanted to get into number uh, I the 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 um, Milwaukee Bucks proved why, uh, showed why they're defending NBA champions by showcasing their might on the Brooklyn Nets on uh, on Tuesday night, and it, it was, the final score of that game was one twenty seven to one o four, and it was wasn't really even close. it was just sheer domination all, all, all around for the Milwaukee Bucks. And by the way, I mentioned that Grayson Allen was was going to be a sensational get. Yeah, for um when when it came to fill, filling up the spot that pj Tucker left behind. Um, on defense, and and he showed up during during his time. He played he played really good defense. He, he was second on the team in assists behind Giannis, and he scored ten points. Pat Connaughton was excellent. Uh, Giannis is Giannis. Middleton is Middleton. The, Drew Holiday wasn't wasn't as as active in the, in the game, but I, I don't think it really made made a difference whatsoever. But. But the, the Milwaukee Bucks are are, are a team that uh, you really need to lo- look out for again because, because let, let's face it, Giannis is the best player in the NBA right now. Gian, Giannis sh- uh, sh- showcased d- during the playoffs last year, in the midst of adversity, uh, his ability to overcome, uh, overcome some gruesome-looking injuries. Remember, he had that hyper-extended knee that he suffered during the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and, and I thought the... I, I didn't think Milwaukee had a chance uh, after uh, after Giannis got hurt, but but they he he just suffocated. Uh, the, remember, he suffocated the Phoenix Suns during the NBA Finals. So, so that that was just, just tremendous uh, to watch. And then the Brooklyn Nets said, uh, if Kyrie Irving is going to get his COVID vaccine, the, the the Brooklyn Nets are not going to be an NBA Finals team. Now, I I do I did establish uh, the first part of the episode that. This is my projected Eastern Conference Finals matchup because, so because you know the, the Nets have two of the top seven or eight players in the association in the in the same starting lineup being James Harden and Kevin Durant and and Kevin Durant is my preseason pick for if for league MVP and I, I I think you you need to think of um you you, you, you need to think of the. At the Nets as not offensive team, but but I thought when it, when it came to show that their their inability to um, to, to to really win uh, win in the pain and and, and give the ball away, their, their defense was just dreadful last night. So I think you need to think about the the um, Brooklyn Nets as a team that's that's going to fail. In their quest for an NBA championship. Okay, I want to get into a couple of things regarding uh, the major league, major league baseball. So, so the 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 ALCS, the NLCS, uh, the Astros up three games to two over the Boston Red Sox, and and they have a chance to uh, cl- clinch their third American League pennant in five years on Friday night, and. And, and I thought everything you need to, needed to know about the series and why I picked the Astros to win six games was illustrated last night. The Boston Red Sox did, did not have the starting pitching needed to uh, to win the series. But what the, what the Red Sox have, have been trying to do is rely on their on their high-powered offense to to, to get and get past everybody. And that that that's what they did to get to the playoffs. That's what they did to get uh, to overwhelm Garrett Cole and the Yankees. That's what they did to get, get past the Tampa Bay Rays. And and then then they come to the the American League Championship Series and they, I thought they grossly outplayed the Astros the first three games but, li- listen the Red Sox bullpen couldn't couldn't get the job done on on uh, in game four on Tuesday they were up two to one going into the eighth inning the Astros tied it in in the eighth and then they scored seven runs in the ninth inning and 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 I, and Laz Diaz did not have a great ball of. A strike zone on the uh, on Tuesday night, but in a related story, the Red Sox had a lot of opportunities to uh, to blow the game open early earlier on and, and make the Astros feel like, like they didn't have a chance to win and 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 face the prospect of going down three games to one in, in in an American League Championship Series. So so the the Red Sox blew a massive opportunity to shock the world and beat the Astros. In the League Championship Series, but Game Five, I think that tells you everything you need to know. Framar Valdez pitched eight innings, a one-run ball, and 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 I think his ability to save the bullpen, his ability to give Dusty Baker a lot of innings. And now Dusty Baker is known for keeping his starting pitchers in for longer than uh, than usual, but but given the Astro's bullpen situation that this was the greatest antidote the Astros could have ever had. so now they'll have a bullpen with all but one of their guys available on on three on a couple of days rest a chance to clinch the pendant in front of their home fans on Friday night. And that, that's that's what I think the uh, the the Astros are going to be able to do. So fantastic job by the Astros all season, not, not letting the 2017 cheating scandal get 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 to them, and and they they, they embraced it this year. They they embraced um, the, the hatred that was going to come their way, and and they welcomed it with open arms, and they and they um, and, and and they. Uh, Showcase how they were able to uh be be successful amidst a a big controversy. So great great job by the Houston Nationals. And then uh, how about the National League Championship Series? Well, since uh, since last time I talked about baseball, the Dodgers that they, they beat the Giants, knocked out the the one hundred and seven win San Francisco Giants in the in the in the NLDS, and then. Then, then they lost two uh, the first two games of the NLCS to the Atlanta Braves on walk-off hits by Austin Riley and Eddie Rosario. The Braves go up 2-0, and then Game 3, the Braves up 5-2, going to the bottom of the 8th. Uh, Cody Bellinger, it's a three-run homer off Luke Jackson to tie the game at the bottom of the 8th, and then Mookie Betts uh, delivers the go-ahead double, which gave the Dodgers the lead to stay in Game 3. And then last night happened. Julio Urias was used in Game 2, uh, uh, for, uh, uh, and which absolutely made no sense. And and, and then what happens here? He gets rocked in Game 4, and, and so and so did the bullpen that The, the, the um, Dodgers lose 10-2. They're down 3-1 in the series to the Atlanta Braves. And I just think this Atlanta Braves team is different. And... And we, 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 we could have declared the season over after Ronald Acuna Jr. tore his ACL on on July the 10th. But but listen, I thought the Braves played well enough the first two weeks after the All-Star break. They wanted that critical five-game series against the Mets at city Field in late July, which which gave which made them feel like they had a chance to win and do something special. That, that that's when Alex Anthopoulos went out and got Adam Duvall, who made a great catch last night. Jock Peterson has been excellent. Jorge Soler was excellent. Uh, was excellent before he got hurt. And 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 all all across uh, the the Braves, they they've been playing at a really really high level for. For two, for three months now, and that's why they are 27 outs away from their first National League patent since 1999. And I think that, and, and I know it's not easy; it won't be easy. The Dodgers are uh, are the better team, but the but the Braves have grossly outplayed Los Angeles through uh, through the first four games of the 2021 National League Championship Series. So 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 much credit goes to Snicker that they, they let the guys be themselves. And, and 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 the and the results show so great. Great job all around for uh, by the Atlanta Braves. Okay, now on to a couple of things I saw in the National Hockey League. Philadelphia Flyers being good and dominant. Heard about it, obviously. Now the Philadelphia Flyers have been excellent. Through the first three games of the season, and and first, uh, first of all, they they took the uh, they um they destroyed the Boston Bruins last night six three. It was a team that Philadelphia missed the playoffs last year. Boston did. I had Philadelphia making the playoffs because because if you look at the excellent offseason that the. Philadelphia Flyers have that it, it is easy to to, to look at how, how the results are paying off through the first couple of uh, a couple of games of the season Cam Atkinson makes a tremendous difference and 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 Atkinson Farbury, have been excellent so far throughout the course of the season and and when you when you look at what the Philadelphia Flyers needed to do and 6 months ago I wrote the Philadelphia Philadelphia Flyers off, but I did mention in that podcast that the Flyers ha- had had a lot of good things going for them, and with the declining Washington Capitals, with the declining Boston Bruins in the Eastern Conference, the Philadelphia Flyers had an amazing opportunity to to uh, to really put themselves in the conversation. With the with the New York Islanders and the Carolina Hurricanes in terms of who, who might come out of the Metropolitan Division as winning the division now, did so the Islanders were off to a slow a slow start that they were completely out of sync defensively in the Tampa in, in the Carolina game and the Florida game last week, but. I I, just, uh, I didn't think there was any reason to go for word because I because uh, I predicted Florida was going to be good I predicted Carolina was going to be good Carolina Carolina uh it, it has four points in the, in the in the two games they played so far this season uh, and I'm not surprised about that and they were my they, they were my preseason pick to represent the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup Finals and and I think and the Islanders bounced back. And they and they they throttled the Chicago Blackhawks for Zibellius Smokin 39 saves on Tuesday night. And, and and how about the Toronto Maple Leafs? Same old Toronto Maple Leafs, and and the, the, the games that, that that happened on Monday. The way the Leafs lost that game, the way they dominated dominated the New York Rangers, the the the, the way they lost uh, that game tells you everything you need to know about the Toronto Maple Leafs. The the, the Maple Leafs and their fans and the media are still living. Uh, in a bubble uh, uh, that is out of touch with reality and, and unable to uh, to to cope with the fact that the Toronto Maple Leafs are not winning the Stanley Cup because because when when you look at uh, what what they have in terms of star players like John Tavares and Mitch Mar- Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews and and, and Campbell in front of net th- those are four really good players but but but. It, but when you out outshoot the Rangers 41-23, to 23, you expect to win a hockey game. And that's exactly the opposite of the Toronto Maple Leafs. They remain a sad sack organization. And they remain a pathetic punchline in the world of sports. Okay. It is now time to take a look at the 13 games on the schedule for... Week 7 in the National Football League. We have 6 teams that that are off this week, including the Dallas Cowboys. Including the Minnesota Vikings. It is no secret that we are all over the last 18 months of the COVID-19 pandemic. But with the highly contagious Delta variant circulating around the country... We need our folks vaccinated more than ever, so we can go back to fully enjoying the freedoms and fun that we're used to. For more information and to find where the vaccines are being administered, please go to vaccines.gov online to find a location near you. Including Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, including the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Los Angeles Chargers. Now I want to say one thing about the about the Monday night game between the Bills and the Titans. I agree with the decision for the the Bills to go for it on uh, on fourth down toward the end because you, let's say you kick the field goal, you tie the game. You can't let a coin flip decide the game because with Derrick Henry was on the opposite field uh, opposite side of the field he, uh, he he could have done a lot of different things um to, to to make to make the Bills cringe he already ran for 140 yards and three touchdowns and I don't think the Bills were in any business to allow the Titans to uh, to get, get, get a fourth uh, touchdown from Derrick Henry but that was a tremendous win for the tennessee titans and how about the dallas cowboys showing why that they are a super bowl contender they're five and one they they took down the patriots in overtime and went in a wacky sequence toward the end uh and and i give the cowboys a lot of credit for for going on the road um against the best coach in the nfl to win a game in overtime so, so that, that was tremendous stuff. So in, in in that regards, we're going to take a look at, at 13 games on the schedule. There were 14 games last week. I was seven and seven against the spread. I'm 39, 54 uh, and one overall on the season. I am, uh, in terms of picking the winners and losers, I was 9-5 and five last week. I am 55-39 overall on the season. So, without any further ado, let's go right into the games. And we're going to start with the Thursday night game on Fox and the NFL Network. The Cleveland Browns and Case Keenum are, are home against the Denver Broncos and... Teddy Bridgewater. So Teddy Bridgewater and Case Keenum were a quarter were two of the quarterbacks on the 2017 Minnesota Vikings incredible run. So uh, they uh, which wound up in the NFC Championship game. So but look but looking at the Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield's out, Nick Chubb's out, Kareem Hunt's out. Jarvis Landry is active and should be active but 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 the Browns are also decimated with injuries on the offensive line I just don't think the Browns can win this game because they they're too banged up on, especially on offense when you when you have a Broncos team that's dependent on defense and I think Teddy Bridgewater should do enough against that defense even with miles Garrett. I think the offensive line is a little bit better than it was last year I'll take the Broncos to go on the road and pull off an upset and beat the Browns 20 to 17. So, uh, so I'm gonna. So that's one of the upsets I have this week. Let's go to Baltimore. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the road, coming off that blowout win against the Lions. So they're on the road. They are a six-point underdog in Baltimore against the Ravens, who throttled. The L. A. Chargers last Sunday, and and you give I, I give the Ravens a lot a lot of credit for that. But look, the the, the Lamar Jackson's numbers weren't great, but the, but the Ravens won the game because they they, they created opportunities on defense, and 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 that's how they're, they're going to win games. Now, I think the Bengals are going to keep it close. I I know the Bengals are coming off a win against Detroit. And and the and the Bengals have been playing some really good ball over the over the first uh, month plus of the, uh, over the first um, if, uh, six weeks of the season. So, but I don't. Uh, I'm going to pick the Ravens. I'm going to pick them to win. I just don't like the six points in a divisional game. I'll take the I'll take the Bengals with the points. I'll take the Ravens to win 27 to 22 over the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's go to Green Bay as the. As the Green Bay Packers are eight and a half point favorites at home against the Washington Football Team, and I'm going to take the Packers to win and cover here. I think the Packers are, are coming off the win against Chicago. I don't I don't uh, see this uh, game as a trap whatsoever. Washington has, Washington has been dreadful on on the on defense throughout the course the entire course of the season. there are rumors. Uh, that, that they could trade for Tua Tagovailoa if Deshaun Watson gets traded to Miami. I th- I just don't think the uh, the uh facing a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and having s- someone guard Devontae Adams, someone guard Randall Cobb, someone guard Ryan, uh, Robert Tanya, someone guarding uh, Aaron Jones. That's going to be an impossible task for a defense that hasn't proven themselves all year. I'll take the Packers. They'll win by 11 points, 31-20 over Washington. Let's go to the uh, Miami as the Atlanta Falcons. They are on the road. They're favored by two and a half, taking on the Miami Dolphins, the artists formerly known as the Miami Dolphins. And I'm going to take the better team, the better uh, and the better quarterback, and quite frankly, right now, the better coach. I think uh, and I know the Falcons have gotten their two wins against the Giants and the Jets, which which is what the Falcons are supposed to do when you have a quarterback like Matt Ryan but by when you have the the Miami Dolphins the way, the uh, the way they are they they're an absolute mess their defense has just been, has been bad all year they they've been out coached the, the the quarterback play has just been horrendous the offensive line has not done much either the wide receivers are a mess Jalen Riddle is being neutralized i just think the falcons are are the 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 more polished team they'll win this game 28 to 17 over the Miami Dolphins. Let's go to New England as the Patriots, coming off that loss against Dallas, they're at home, favored by seven, taking on the Jets and Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. Easiest, uh, one of the easiest picks of the week. I'll take the Patriots to win 20 to nine over the Jets, coming off a bye week. Let's go to the Meadowlands as the Carolina Panthers. They're on the road, favored by three taken on the artist formerly known as the New York Football Giants and the Giants are just decimated with injuries. I mean, the injuries are an excuse, but when when, when you have when you have um Galea, when you have um Shepherd, uh not, not when you have Slayton, when you have the two of your top 3 wide receivers and your the top running back unavailable to play. That just makes it a lot harder to uh, for uh, for uh, a lot easier for defensive coordinators to game plan against you, and this is the Matt Rule revenge game. Remember, Matt Rule wanted to be the head coach of the Giants, but uh, but Dave Gettleman is not why is probably why Matt Rule has a job in Carolina and not in New York. I'll take the Panthers. This is to me, this is the easiest pick of the week against the spread. I'll take the Panthers to uh, to win twenty seven to thirteen against the Giants. This this is going to be a tremendous, tremendous football game on CBS. This is uh, with, with the with the soundtrack of Ian Eagle, Charles Davis, and Evan Washburn on the NFL on CBS. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. They're on the road favored by four and a half, taking on Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. And this is going to be a tremendous game. Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Derrick Henry... Um, and 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 all others. So, but I think this. Uh, but Kansas City's had a lot of problems on defense. They they that they've had problems stopping the course, stopping the the quarterback. They could have easily lost to Buffalo on Monday night uh, if if the fourth down conversion. Uh, Went through I'm gonna take the Titans They'll they'll, they'll win an upset special First time I pick against Mahomes and the Chiefs all year They'll win 31-29 over the the Kansas City Chiefs Okay, this is the Jared Goff-Matthew Stafford revenge game It's the LA Rams They're at home, they're favored by 15 points Taking on the Lions And I don't pick... I don't want to uh, to lay the fifteen points with the Rams because fifteen is a huge number. I yeah I I I'm going to pick the take the points here with the Lions because I think the Lions play uh, play hard and I think the uh the, the, they can compete and 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 play hard in any environment. Uh, but I just think the the Rams are a, are a superiorly better team when you look at offense, defense, special teams, you name it. I'll take the Rams to win 31-20. to 20. It'll be a garbage-time touchdown that, that'll enable the Lions to cover. I'll take the, uh, the Lions with the points here. Let, let's go to Vegas now as the Las Vegas Raiders. They're at home favored by three, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Upset special. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles to win the football game on Sunday. I just don't... I, I don't believe in once uh, I I don't trust the, the Raiders um it, 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 nice for them to get get the win against the Broncos but 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 that but that's beyond me I think the Eagles coming off an extended rest said so that they play exceptionally well in the second half against Tampa but particularly when it comes when it comes to the other offense I think the Eagles go on the road they beat the Raiders 3127 uh to, to get the Eagles to three wins I don't I don't know how I'm doing this but I'm going to take the Eagles in an upset. Let's go to um let, let let's go to Arizona now as we have Greg Gumble, Adam Archiello, and AJ Ross on the call. The Arizona Cardinals, they're at home their favorite by 18 points taking on the Houston Texans and this is a ridiculous line. when you look when you look at uh, the these two teams but I think this. I think the, the Cardinals will take the soft. I they're six and zero. They're coming off a great win against uh, against Cleveland. So, but I don't think that I don't. I think 18 points is a lot. I think the Cardinals are the superiorly better team. They'll they'll win 27 to 13. But I'm gonna grab the point too with the Houston Texans. Let's go to uh. Let, let's go to Tampa. As we have the Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wolfson on the call of this one, it's the Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers favored by twelve and a half points. So, it's a similar thing. I I think the Bucks uh, are are a, are a team that that can that can go anywhere and win. The one thing that pauses me about taking the points here is the is the point spread. So, but I'm I'm gonna take the 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 Bears of the points. I'll take the Bucks to win a close one, 31-24. I think the the Bears defense keeps them in for most of the afternoon. Let's go to the Sunday night football game on NBC. The San Francisco 49ers they're at home, favored by four, taking on the Indianapolis Colts. And this is actually a pretty pretty big game if you're looking at. Um, Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts and Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers and you know, Jimmy Garoppolo coming off a bye that he really needs to show how, how that he, he can have a, a firmer grip at the starting quarterback position because he knows Trey Lance is looming as the starting quarterback and he could be out of a job if he doesn't turn things around soon, but I, I'm gonna pick the 49ers to uh, to win uh, uh, to win the game because I think uh, Carson Wentz is, is going has been facing some uh, b- bad pass defenses over the last f- a few weeks. I I think San Francisco is gonna do a better job. Uh, uh, controlling the tempo in, t- in terms of controlling the passing attack, and and, and I and I think uh, uh, the, that that might uh, might force the Colts to be one-dimensional offensively. I, I I don't trust either quarterback in this situation. I'm gonna pick the 49ers to win the game 23 to 20. But give me the points when you look at it for the Indianapolis Colts. And finally, the last game of the week, Monday Night Football. is the New Orleans Saints on the road, favored by four and a half points, taking on the Seattle Seahawks, and I'm going to pick the Saints to win and cover this game because I th- I think uh, first of all, coming off a of bye week, I think Alvin Kamara is is back back healthy again. I think he he is going to punish. Uh, the uh, this the the Seahawks defensively that and the, the and the thing about Seattle the C, C, the Seahawks are just uh, just an embarrassment right now that, that that Jamal Adams is not even close to what, what he was worth when when he was traded uh, to to Seattle this uh, in 2020. Uh, this was a, a terrible design all around by the Seahawks front office. Uh, uh, the, 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 they're getting out coached on a weekly basis, and and, and I think uh, going up against the Saints team with Sean Payton and and having Jameis Winston carve up that secondary, Alvin Kamara uh, to punish them on the ground. I just think the Saints are are too overpowering up offensively. I'll take this. I'll take the Saints. They'll, they'll win thirty three to twenty three over the Seattle Seahawks. So. That, that'll do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. Again, thank you so much for the last two years of Hooked on Sports. And I'm looking forward to more times ahead. And until next time, so long, everybody. I'll be back here on uh, next week.